Welcome to Mountain Grace, the weekly podcast from me, the Reverend John White, priest at St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Camillus, New York. This week in our passage from Mark's Gospel, we are with Jesus and his disciples as they marvel over the grandeur of the temple and Jerusalem. But Jesus suggests they might want to try to see things differently. A reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13, verses 1 through 8. As Jesus came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what large stones and what large buildings! Then Jesus asked him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. When he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will this be, and what will be the sign that all these things are about to be accomplished? Then Jesus began to say to them, Beware that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name and say, I am he, and they will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place. But the end is still to come. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. This is but the beginning of the birth pains. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. I don't know if you noticed, there's, you know, there's a lot going on, but I don't know if you noticed in the news about a year ago, the Argentine Navy lost a submarine. It just kind of disappeared. And in the last week or so, they have announced that they have found that submarine sunken off the coast of Argentina there in the South Atlantic, um, 3,000 feet to the bottom of the ocean. And these stories, they always, um, whenever anything to do with like a tragedy on a submarine, it always kind of hits me kind of close to my heart because, of course, I spent time on a submarine as well a long time ago. And I... I can imagine what that was, must have been like, you know, for that crew to, 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 to suffer that fate. You know, and the thing about the, the submarines is we practice things all the time. That's mostly what you spend your time. We're at sea for months at a time, and most of our time is spent practicing for things to go wrong. Right? And we, we practice our, our war fighting, right? We practice shooting missiles and we, we practice shooting torpedoes and we, and we practice for fires and we practice for floods and we practice for nuclear disasters and steam leaks and battery explosions. We practice for everything you can possibly imagine so that we're ready when the time comes. But there is one thing that we never, ever, ever practiced, thinking back on it. That's abandoning ship. We never, ever drilled on abandoning ship, right? Because there was, I guess, sort of an unspoken expectation and understanding that 
that was never going to happen. We're already hundreds of feet below the surface of the ocean. We're not getting out if we can't get back to the top. And I'm pretty sure there might have been some, some life rafts and life preservers somewhere on that boat. But I can tell you right now, I have no idea where they would have been. And so, you know, um, back in the early 60s, the United States lost a submarine, the Thresher. About 1962, I think it was. And it had come out of the shipyards in Connecticut, and it was, uh, it was testing all of its systems just off the coast there, um, and something went wrong. Probably a hydraulic system failure that they couldn't close the, the ballast valves, which is what brings the water in and out so the boat can go up and down. So the boat filled with water and plummeted, just like the Argentine submarine, to the point where the depth of the ocean pressure just crushed it. And the thing is, when the thresher went down, because they were doing sea trials, they were in constant radio contact with the control room. And so there's a recording of the death of the thresher. And when you go to submarine school, they, you listen to this recording. And what's most remarkable about it is that no one panics. There's no screaming. There's no shouting. There's no people losing it. It's just the sounds of people going about, doing their tasks, trying to do the things that they need to do to save the boat. And, and they weren't successful. But at no point in that recording, until it cuts off at the final crushing and death of the crew, did anyone ever stop doing their job. And I think that's really remarkable because when I, I think back on the boat I was on, you know, when I think about my crewmates, they aren't, I, us, I usually joke with people that and they ask me what it's like to be on a submarine. I say, well, it's like being on an RV with like 150 of your best friends. But the truth is that they're not all your best friend. In fact, a lot of those people are kind of objectionable. I mean, some of them know, like, don't, they don't bathe or brush their teeth or whatever. I mean, and some of them just have, like, terrible ideas about things. And, and so they're not really all your best friends. In fact, there are some people you don't even really like. But I had no doubt, I never had a doubt that any of them would not fulfill their duties to the best of their ability. That when the crap hit the fan, they would stand fast and do what they were trained to do. I never, ever worried about that. Which is pretty remarkable, because it's people drawn, just regular folk, regular in those days, just regular young men, mostly a bunch of guys in their 20s, from all over America, in fact, from all over the world. People joined the military from all over the world, serving together, driving and fighting this boat, trying to get back to the top. And no matter what happened, I never worried that anyone would let us down. And, and this is kind of a roundabout way to get to, I think it's not a bad metaphor for the church, for what Jesus is inviting us into. Because Jesus invites us into this new way of life, and he tells us that it is, it's a burden and a yoke. It's sacrificial. It's about giving up things in order that the whole of the community might thrive, right? That the Christian life is one of, of effort and work. It's not just something that you can kind of casually engage with. It's not just something that you think about the world. It's an invitation to live differently. 
and that we come together from all walks of life together in the church and become the body of Christ. That working together, each of us doing the roles that, that God has invited us into make up Christ in the world. Right? And that, that people, everybody has a role. God has granted everyone abilities. God has granted everyone talents and knowledge. And some people have the good fortune to have resources and, and time. And we bring all that together to accomplish our mission. Right? The mission that Jesus gave us to go into the world and tell people about Jesus. To live our lives differently so that people can see Jesus in action in the things that we do. And that collectively we work to make the world a better place to build the kingdom of God which Jesus promises us is near. And in this gospel reading today, what Jesus is most importantly telling his disciples is don't get distracted. Focus on the mission. Remember that you are loved. Love in return. And stuff's going to happen. The crap's going to hit the fan. There's going to be wars. There's going to be famines. Nations against nations. People against people. Don't be distracted by those things. Focus on the love of God. Hold fast to your faith. And continue to do the things that you know God has invited you to do. Never lose your focus. That's what Jesus is reminding his disciples of today. That, yeah, terrible things are going to happen. We live in a world where terrible things happen all the time. But don't lose our faith because of that. Don't let it be a distraction from loving the world. Right? When Jesus tells us to turn the other cheek or walk the extra mile or, or give our cloak to those who need, it's the same thing. Don't be distracted. Don't let the hate and the hurt and the evil of the world turn you from the love of God. Hold tight to that faith, to the mission that Jesus gave us to be messengers, angels of good news, of love and mercy and grace, of building the kingdom of God. Amen.